0: Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. All
1: right, turn to your neighbor and say, it's good you're here today. Now turn to your second choice, and it's all right you're here too. And um, anyhow, it is good that you're here because we're starting a brand new series. And because of time's sake, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dive right in. I hope you came ready and prepared to receive the word of the Lord. Please bow your head with me in prayer. Lord, we thank you for today. I thank you, Lord, for those that are here today. They were able to make the journey come on to the church to be with the family. And Lord, we just posture ourselves even right now just to receive from you we give you this next 30 35 minutes of time and lord we pray that you would speak to our hearts and that god that the implanted word of the lord the seed of god would just take root in good soil which is our hearts and it would change us and transform us more into your image and your likeness we pray these things today in jesus name and everybody said Amen. Amen. So it is good to see see you all here today. And I'm starting a brand new series today. And so that's why you need to congratulate yourself for being here, because oftentimes when you when you begin or, or, or you, you show up in the middle of a series, there's some catch up time. Right. You're like, man, oh, man, unless the pastor does a really good job of laying the groundwork as to what's been spoken of already it can be a little bit confusing but you're here on day 1 and so my challenge is this whether this is a 3 week or a 4 week or a 5 week series i'm telling you this that this series has the ability to change your life for the better for the rest of your life and so i'm asking you to make a commitment even here today you're here on day 1 I'm asking you over the next several weeks to make the commitment to be here, whether you call Grace Church your home church or not, or you remain for a long period of time. I'm asking you to make that commitment because I fully do believe that this series is going to be beneficial in your life. Amen. Is that all right? All right. So make the commitment right now and um, and let's go. Let's go forward. So the title of this series is, is I have decided I have decided life is completely filled with decisions, right? We make choices and decisions all day long. And I'm just saying the quality of your decisions are oftentimes going to lead to the quality of your life. Let me ask you just a question. What is the difference between those that are lacking and always in need compared to those that are satisfied and complete? I mean, just think about that. There are those people that the glass is always half empty, and then there are those people where the glass is filled up all the time, right? You've got one group of people that gets up every single morning, and they have a sense of purpose. I was just talking to Chris before the service, and he was sharing, man, I just love life. I get up, and I'm just like, man, what, is, what has God got, my, got for me today? What, you know, what does the day have for me? They're excited about life and whatever it is that the, that the day is gonna bring. And so what happens is, is they get up early and they, and they have some sort of an expectation. And it seems like they live a life of purpose. And it seems like they have quality relationships. Like they've really learned how to love people and the people that they get the opportunity to share life with actually love them in return. Okay, so that's one category of people. Well, the flip side of that is, is somebody that gets up every single day and they're 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 getting up in the same way but probably a little bit later. They don't have a real sense of purpose or destiny. It's kind of, you know, wherever the wind blows is wherever the day is going to take me. And they're not surrounded by a lot of people that have a loving relationship with them, nor do they love a lot of a lot of different people. And so, what's the difference between the two? Like, is it is it by chance that somebody has one life and the other doesn't? Is it is it the luck of the draw? Did they just pick the wrong straw in life, or is it something different? And I pose to you today that it's all about the decisions that you make. One of the greatest decisions that anybody can ever make, and this is found in Joshua chapter 24, he makes a commitment. He says, listen, you can serve whoever it is that you're gonna serve, but as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. And I'm telling you, that's one of the greatest decisions that you can make. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 18 says this, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. And I'm gonna push pause just for a second there. How many of you know, that you've got to be intentional about those two decisions, to forget what is behind you and to think about what is what is ahead of you. See, some, some of us, what our problem is, is we've got situations and, and we've made decisions in the past that haven't been the right decision. And because we're stuck in that place of making that bad decision, it determines our future, it determines everything that we that we're going to be about matter of fact for some of you and i would ask the lord to help you you know what i mean to get through this and to get over it i honestly think that if you're stuck in this place you need to repent and ask god to forgive you of this sin but this has become your identity your past mistakes have become your identity and i just want you to know that that's just absolutely not true and so I also want you to know that these two categories of people, it's not based on intelligent or talent, and it's not even based off of money that you have in the bank, and it's not based off of appearance. God knows some of you, like like usually a short number of you, a small amount, a very small percentage of you, it seemed like God took a little extra time and put all the right things in all the right places, right? And then there's the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm a vulnerable guy. I'm gonna be vulnerable today. I hate this side camera view and I'm facing this way because as you will see, my chin and my neck, they just kind of run into each other. You know what I'm saying? Like some of you are so, so blessed that you've got you could see your adam's apple i promise you i've got an adam's apple i promise you it's there it's just it's just hidden like it's timid it's not real outgoing you know um but but you can't see it and of course all of us have these areas where we've got flaws in our life we wish we had a little bit more hair we wish we were taller we wish we were thinner for some of you, you're so thin, you wish you could put meat on your bones and, and things like that, and, and, and what we typically do is we will focus on the, the one or two areas or the few areas that are wrong instead of being thankful for the areas that are right. Amen? Amen, that's a little bit better. I didn't get a good amen. I'm not gonna move on until I get a little bit better. Amen, but I'm telling you that that um that we have seen wealthy people that are miserable people that have a lot of money in the bank but they still can't find happiness right and so it's not based off the dollars that you we see talented people I have met people that have more talent in their pinky nail than I have in my entire body but these people are absolutely broke and so it's not that. And then you see some of the most beautiful people that are absolutely lonely. They've never been taught. They've never, they've never been able to develop, come on, what it means to be committed in and through relationship. And so therefore, they don't have very many, if any, meaningful relationships and so the answer to this why is one group this way and another group that way is because this group has found out the power of the choice they have found out the power of a decision see the decisions we make it it, it determines the paths that we take and i'll just say this that wherever you are today wherever you are right now you are it's a it's a byproduct of the choices and the decisions that you have made, some of you for years leading up to this, maybe just a few decisions that you've made even just this last year. And so if you're in a really great place, like you didn't just accidentally stumble upon upon this amazing space in life, like you made some proper decisions to get there. And I encourage you to celebrate where you're at right now. But if you are in a place where you're just, man, everything's wrong and everything is a mess, then I just also want you to know it's not anybody else's fault. And sometimes things happen that we didn't sign up for, right? But you still have decisions to make. And I have seen some incredible people that have dealt with, with tragedies in their life, far greater than any tragedy that I've ever dealt with. And they come through it because they made the proper decisions in the middle of that turmoil in the middle of that trouble. And so the word decide, it comes from the Latin word, dichedere, and I don't know how to speak Spanish and Latin and things like that, but that's my best job, right, dichedere. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it, Raul? Maybe, a little bit, a little bit, no, all right. Keep working at it, all right, all right. But what this means, dichedere, it means to cut away. It literally means to get rid of all of the garbage that doesn't make sense and grab a hold of the things that really matter. And isn't that true in life that we end up grabbing a hold of oftentimes the things that don't really matter and we just overlook and we bypass the very things that do. Boy, do I have some regrets in my own life. I wish I could, I could rewind, come on time and do some things different now that I'm just a little bit older and hopefully a little bit wiser. But once again, the quality of your, deten- your, your decisions is gonna determine, come on, the quality of your life. But the problem is, are you ready for the problem? Everybody, you ready for the problem? So that seems like a pretty easy answer, the quality of your decisions lead to the quality of your life. The problem is, is that we're prone to making the wrong decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe not you, yeah, sure, I guarantee you, All of us have made some poor decisions in life, and some of us are really good at it. I'm in that category where I've been really good at making some poor decisions in life. I'll just share one of them with you. So I was in the Marine Corps for four years, and out of the four years, I spent three of the four years overseas. A year in Japan, two years in the Philippines, and my last year that I was in was over in Lejeune in North Carolina, Camp Lejeune. Well, when I was in the Philippines, we literally would do jungle patrols. We would spend four or five days in the jungle all the time doing jungle patrols, protect, uh, protecting the, uh, the naval magazine there, making sure that the bad guys didn't get what it is that, that you know, if they got their hands on, it would have been a bad situation. And so we would patrol these jungles. Well, the Philippines is notorious for malaria. And so for the whole first year, we would take malaria pills every single week. We would just take these pills and they would keep us safe from malaria. I thought it was interesting in my second year. So right at the end of my first year, they stopped giving us the malaria, the malaria medication. And I thought, that's strange and that's interesting. But what, what was also interesting is nobody had contracted malaria in that last year that we were taking no medication. So in my mind, I'm thinking, man, oh man, I must have built up an immunity you know, to malaria. Now, listen, as a Christian, I wasn't saved when I was in the Marine Corps, but as a Christian, I've gone back to the Philippines doing missions trips, and we took malaria medication, and I've been to Africa several times now, and Africa and the Philippines are two of the, of the probably the hottest places on the planet where malaria is a problem and so several times been to uganda been to africa and um and about every other time i would take the malaria medication well um not my last trip because i've been since then but but uh, two trips ago i thought you know what i'm saying i don't need to take this malaria i've built up this incredible immunity to malaria and and those mosquitoes ain't got nothing on me they can bite me all they want and 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 it's just not gonna it's not gonna affect me well I contracted malaria, I come back home. And how many of you know that the worst place that you could get malaria is in the United States? I mean, it is the absolute worst place and Idaho in the United States, uh, in the US is, is even even worse off than that, why? Because nobody deals with malaria. On top of that, I made another poor decision. I'm not the guy that rushes to the doctor. I get sick and I keep telling myself, this too shall pass, I'm gonna be fine. And so listen, five, six days of me really, really hurting. I'm completely orange and jaundice. Everything is shutting down. My wife convinces me. She takes me into the emergency room. They they immediately get me um, in front of an an infectious disease doctor that specializes in all of these weird things that could be happening. They diagnosed me with malaria, and the infectious disease guy tells my wife that first night that I'm in, that I'm in the hospital, he, he, he tells her his name was Dr. Blue. I thought that's a cool name for a doctor. No, Dr. Sky Blue. Is that weird or what? Like, what's that? Yeah, it was on purpose, right? You shall be called Sky Blue, you know? <laughs> and one day you're going to be a doctor, and it's going to sound really, really cool, but... Dr. Sky Blue tells my wife, he says, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. He says, Tina, Travis has about a 15% chance of making it through the night tonight. And it continually got worse after that before. Because I tell you what, in Idaho, they don't have malaria medication just kind of kicking back at the hospital waiting for some guy like me, you know what I mean, to come in. They had to send off to the CDC, bring it in. And so why do I say this? I almost died. I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, but what's crazy to me is the thing that almost killed me was a mosquito. That's not very tough. You almost died. What'd you do? You get stabbed or shot? No. What'd you do? Well, I uh, got bit by a mosquito. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just not that great, right? But I'm just saying that decisions that we make, we're prone to making poor decisions. And I'm saying this, that, that while that's part of mine, and you're going to say, what a dummy. Our pastor is so dumb, I can't believe it. Like, listen, you've made poor decisions too. You're just not going to share them with everybody. I'm just willing to share them, be put on blast. And, but how many of you ever said things that you regretted? How many of you ever open your mouth without, without thinking about what it is that you're going to say? The whole row right here. This is the only honest group in the whole church right here. Everybody else is like, I'm not raising my hand for nothing. Just you group, call everybody else a liar right now. Just call them, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just, listen to people. We oftentimes listen to people that we shouldn't listen to right? People that, that, that don't have your best interests in mind, that uh, share information intentionally to cause destruction or division. Some of us have a real problem because we want to know everything about everything, and um, that's, that needs to be repented of. How many of you ever dealt with eating more than what you should? Eating more than what you should. That's my Achilles heel right there. How many of you ever bought something that you can't afford? You shouldn't have ever even considered purchasing, right? Right. How many of you ever hurt somebody that you love the most? How many of you know that the people that you love the most are oftentimes going to get hurt the worst in and through your decisions? And so this list could go on and on and on, but why do we struggle in making good decisions? Number one, I would say it's because we have too many options. I shared with First Service, life was so much easier. Now, I don't know if your upbringing was like mine, but I grew up absolutely poor, but we didn't know we were poor because everybody in the whole community that I grew up in was poor. I grew up in Umatilla, Oregon, and. Everybody was poor. In fact, by the time I had gone to high school, graduated my senior year of high school, I think I had met one other person, and they weren't from you, Matilda. They, they were transplanted from someplace else. One other person had been to Disneyland. Like Disneyland was just a, such a far-fetched idea. It's like, you know, the only Disney that you ever saw was either on 1925 or 42, and you're holding, the, you're holding on the, uh, the rabbit ears to get in one of those stations, come on, and you might get something, you know what I mean, talking about Disney or anybody else, you just grew up poor, you didn't even know you were poor because everybody was poor. So it was easier when I was growing up because for dinner, there was usually three things that we would have each week. It would be one of these three things, ham and beans, pot roast, and you can add a lot to pot roast, usually stuff out of your your garden, like potatoes and carrots and, and things like that. And the third thing was goulash, which was a mixture of whatever it was that you had eaten up to that week. We call them leftovers. And some of them were really, really left over. You would throw them into a big pot. And I'm just telling you, there's something about food just coming together that that was sometimes the best meal of the whole week. But we weren't arguing about, Hey, where are you going? We're we going to eat for dinner tonight. What are we, we knew it was going to be one of three things. See, there's too many options on the table people that are a lot smarter than I am, they've come up that, that the average person literally makes 35, listen to this, 35,000 decisions a day. 35,000 decisions a day. Making 35,000 decisions a day, come on, it's very possible that you're going to make some wrong choices. The idea is to make sure that you just don't make catastrophic decisions, decisions that you cannot rebound from. But I promise you, every single person in here is going to get it wrong every once in a while. Come on, we're constantly asking ourselves, what am I going to wear? What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go there with what are we going to eat? Come on, what social media platform do I want to scroll through or post on today? What series am I going to binge watch next? My wife and I got talked into our son. We started a series last night called Reacher. And I'm just telling you, I'm just like, man, I'm talking about, I feel like a man. I feel, I feel like shooting something. You know what I'm saying? Karate chopping something. But these series, it's like, listen, I got church in the morning. I gotta get my head right. I thought I'm gonna watch one. I ended up watching three. It's late at night. I am literally fighting in my dreams all night last night. I'm I'm whooping tail all night. I wake up, I wake up just whooped this morning. I'm like, maybe somebody got the better part of me in my in my dream, but. Scientists actually call this, they got a name for it, it's decision fatigue. It's when you've made so many decisions that the more you get into making all of these decisions, the quality of the decision goes down. So the more quantity affects the quality, and this is where it's dangerous because we've been making a bunch of good decisions all day long, but we're getting tired, we're getting restless, we're not paying attention, And then we coin phrases like, man, I was just at the wrong place at the wrong time. No, no, you weren't at the wrong place at the wrong time. See, the temptation was going to come no matter what. But you let your guard down and you didn't make the proper decision because you were so tired of making so many decisions throughout the day. Have you ever just seen somebody... Just like they're there, but they're really not there. They're there, but they're really not present. They're there, but they're just zoned out. You're like, hey, man, what are you thinking about? Oh, oh, nothing. Just how pretty it is outside. No, you weren't. No, that's not, what you were, that's not what you were thinking about. So your volume increases, your quality decreases. I want you to know this, that nothing is free in life every single choice every decision has the ability to bring about blessing come on in your life or consequence see this is how this plays out if you're a worrier if you're stressed out all day long you're going to be worrying worrying worrying. man and in your mind right you're stuck to your own thoughts you're not bringing anybody else's thoughts or opinion into it and so it keeps playing in your mind and and it's getting worse and it's getting worse and it's getting worse And then all of a sudden it's time for bed and you've got an overactive mind like I do and you're just stuck in your thoughts and then you're restless all night. While you may close your eyes, you really never get any sleep. And then you wake up the next morning, if you wanna call it wake up, you get up the next morning and now you're agitated and somebody says something or they look at you a certain way and you go from zero to 60 just like that right and now you're 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 upsetting the people that you love the most and and people are just wondering man oh man what's wrong with this person and it's all because you were worrying instead of being able to as a person that has a relationship with jesus you weren't able to pause and make the decision that i'm just going to trust in the lord and i'm going to trust that he's going to take care of this no you took it on yourself and you and you, and you carried it yourself, that burden, that weight, that heaviness. It's the same thing, right? You can be eating right all, you know, like let's say just for a whole month, man. You're eating right. You're dieting. You're, you know, you're, you're going to the gym. You're, you're working out. But then because we want immediate results... We look at ourselves in the mirror and we see absolutely no change and we say, and now we're depressed and now we're dealing with these major emotions because what's the use of even putting in the work and what's the use of sacrificing if it's not even going to show on the scale and even worse, not even going to show in the mirror. And then all of a sudden you happen to be at a birthday party and they're passing around triple chocolate cake, meaning you got chocolate in the center, you got the cake that's chocolate, and you've got the frosting that is chocolate. Just so you know, that's my favorite, (laughs) triple chocolate. And now you're just like, you know what I mean? You're all bummed out and depressed and you're emotional. And so not only do you just have one piece, which would be fine, you have a piece and you say, like you say it, Olive Garden or any of those places that have great bread, just hey, whatever you do, can you just keep them coming? Like every five minutes, check back in, make sure we, you know what I mean? We, if we need bread, just bring it. And so that's what you do. And you binge eat on the chocolate cake. And it's that one decision that erases all of the dedication and discipline that you've had for the several weeks. Come on, you just give up and you're doing all of the things that that you were doing that got you to the place where you were unhappy and unsatisfied with yourself in the first place, right? Goes on and on and on. Number two, we fear making the wrong choice. We fear making the wrong choice. Pastor Matt was talking about in the pre-service like when he graduated high school, he needed to go to, he needed to, go to college, but he didn't wanna choose the wrong college. And so you overanalyze and, and and then there's this analysis of paralysis, like or paralysis of analysis, you could go either way. But the idea is you're just paralyzed because there are decisions that need to be made. But you're afraid of making the wrong decision. You can do this with who it is that you're going to date or who it is that you're going to marry, Man, I really want to get married, but she's got to be perfect. And while there might be, you might be surrounded by a bunch of eights and nines, you're waiting for that 10. Let me just tell you, if that 10 comes around, you probably don't want her anyway. There's no such thing as a perfect person. And I don't care how she, she or he scales on the one to 10, get into that marriage about six months and you're gonna realize that you don't know this person. And you're gonna to have to work through some things. Now, am I saying that you should not consider and, and hold something? No, that's the last thing I'm saying. Like you really need to spend some time on choosing who that life partner is gonna be because some of them are just bad decisions and we see things like three before 30, which is a real deal. Three marriages before the age of 30. It's a real deal in our world. Search it, three before 30. It's a real deal three marriages before 30 years old or you get married I love you I love you I love I just you are the best you're just amazing I couldn't ask for more 6 months later it's annulled it's like what happened from this I love you I love you I love you I'm so committed we're going to spend the rest of our life 6 months getting the marriage annulled wow Come on, maybe sometimes we need to spend a little bit more time on the front end on those things. And so I also want you to know that indecision is a decision in itself, in life. You don't have the privilege to just check out. Life is filled with decisions and you have to play the game. The idea is to make the right decisions. And those people that live life not making decisions Those are the people that end up missing the the plan and the purpose of God in their life. Well, why, why did that happen? I just couldn't make any decisions. Number three, emotions override common sense. Emotions over. And we live in a day and a time like I'm 52 years old. I've lived long enough to know that things have shifted. Things have changed. I've lived long enough to realize that we live in a place right now where people put more emphasis on how they feel and and how emotionally, you know what I mean, they they feel than any other time in, in, in the entirety of my life. And in fact, I will say this, I believe in counseling but you better be careful of the counselor that you choose to go to because if the counselor that you choose to go to is all about, well, how do you feel about this? And listen, this is all about you. This has been all about everybody else for so long. It's time that you really focus on yourself. I would do yourself a huge favor, fire that counselor and never go back because the truth is, is you it being all about you is probably what's got you in the position that, you're, that you're, you're not happy with in the first place. I know that's not real popular, but I'm just telling you it's the truth, right? There are some things that are more important than your feelings and, and how you feel about it. Come on, God's given you common sense. He's given you the Holy Spirit that oftentimes will be telling you the exact opposite of what it is that you feel in a certain situation. And I can tell you this, if you make a bunch of emotional decisions, those decisions tend to be the most costly decisions. They will cost you the most. We overanalyze decisions that don't even matter, and then we are impulsive on the ones that do. Let me just give you an example. Maybe you've experienced this as we've experienced it in our home. Hey, babe, um, what do you wanna do for dinner tonight? Oh, I don't know. I'm just being honest, this is not rude. What do you wanna do? What do you wanna do for dinner tonight? I don't know. Hey, what do you think we should do for dinner tonight? Um, Hey, do you wanna go here? No, no, I really don't like that. This turns into an hour and a half conversation to where we have passed dinner time and now our only option is to go to McDonald's or some other drive through <laughs> because it's got to be a 24-hour, you know what I'm saying, operation. But yet, okay, here's the flip side of that. So you bought a new truck five years ago. Nice truck, nothing special, but it's nice, Right? and you just paid it off last month. You just paid off the last payment of that, of that truck. And, and so, so, man, you're celebrating for a period of time, and then a month goes by, you don't, have a, you don't have a car payment. And then all of a sudden you're thinking, hey, babe, hey, can we just, let's just drive through the parking lot. Let's just drive through. I just wanna see, you know, and I'm like, I'm totally happy, and I'm totally content. And this is the deal, that truck that you had just paid off like, they tell you, like, listen, you can go 5,000 miles, get an oil change and air filter and all that, but you've still done it old school. Every 3,000 miles on the knuckle, man, you're getting the oil changed. When your truck gets a little bit dirty, it doesn't even have to, but you're taking it to Nicole, the detail gal. How many of you have seen some of her videos in our church? She's amazing. She deserves every penny and dime that she gets, that she finds under the seat and everything else when she's <laughs> cleaning. She deserves it. Just give it whatever you find. You can just have it. Man, uh, some people are nasty, nasty, nasty. Keep your vehicle cleaner than that. Anyway, so that's not you. Like you're, you're on top of things and it's paid for. And then all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, we'll just drive through. No problem. And then you see that Jeep. You know that Jeep that's jacked up. And it's got the sweet looking gas tank on the back that they're probably, it's not even meant to be used as a, it just looks cool. You know what I mean? Like you've got the ax that, that is on the side. Like, you know, you never know when you're gonna be driving in the woods, you gotta chop a tree down or, you know what I'm saying? But. But this this Jeep is like eighty-eight thousand dollars, and it's nice. But eighty-eight thousand dollars, and you're just like, man, I got I can see myself rolling. Man, can you see? Man, people would think I was so cool. And your wife, the angel in your life, is saying, no, we can't afford it. We can't. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I'll take two. I'll take two of them. Give me a black one and a white one, or an orange one and a. Whatever, a blue one. There you go, okay. So we make these impulsive decisions that literally are going to, you know that people can finance, I believe up to seven years now, six years, longer? People are financing their vehicles, paying more for them than what a lot of people have paid for your house or at least the payment on your house. And you gotta ask yourself, like, listen, is this a wise Decision And so my my challenge is don't make permanent decisions based off of temporary emotions. And we do it all the time and they're costly. See, the quality of your decisions determine the quality of your life. So how do we protect ourselves against this? This is what we really want to know, right? Because we've all made bad decisions. Proverbs 16.3 says this, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans and so what this looks like is lord i'm in relationship with you meaning that you're a part of my day every day and i don't want to do something that is going to be costly to me and it's not going to glorify you there's nothing wrong with having nice things god knows we all like nice things right there's nothing wrong with spending a little bit more money on quality things that's going to last my son says it this buy once cry once and I thought man there's a lot of wisdom in that because I have bought cheap real cheap and had to cry several times and so there's nothing wrong with with quality there's nothing wrong wrong with right but but I'm telling you to do something to keep up with somebody else, come on to to find a a place of purpose that's going to be costly, boy, it can cause you a great deal of problems. Matthew 6.33 says that when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then everything else will be taken care of. But you know, the problem that we make is we oftentimes will make a bad decision And then we'll come right behind it and say, God, I made this bad decision. I know it's a bad decision, but will you please protect me against this bad decision? Will you please, will you please bless this bad decision? And I'm telling you, I have been there before. And I'm guessing that if you have a relationship with God, I'm guessing that you have also been there before where you decide first and then pray later. And I'm just saying it's, it's backwards. If you can walk with God, the Bible says that the steps of the righteous man, the righteous woman are ordered by God. So you can walk with God and he will establish your way. He'll say, listen, this is the direction that I want you to go. And then guess what? He's going to be able to keep you in that space and that place. But the problem is, is that when vision gets blurry, we begin to drift we, we, we forget the why as to what's important to us, why we do the things that we do. Because I can tell you this, if you're not happy as I've not been happy, even, let's just say something's, it, it, it's it's little in compared to some of the other things, but it's very big. Like with your physical shape, your your, your appearance, how you feel. Like, does it take you a long time to get up because you're carrying a bunch of heavy weight that you weren't, you weren't created to carry? And so it takes you an hour, hour and a half just to get warmed up so you can get about your day. Like, listen, you're gonna die sooner than potentially you would die if you just took a little bit of extra care for your temple, your body, right? Right? But this is the deal if you're like me where you want immediate results and you have a bunch of weak moments and you find yourself just kind of flopping back and forth. Guys, some of you have been at this church since I've been here and you've known that this has been an Achilles heel. I'll lose weight, get in shape and then I'll gain weight. Then I'll lose weight and get in shape and then I'll gain weight. I'll lose weight and get in shape and I'll gain weight. So just because we know what the answer is And the solution is, it doesn't mean that it's easy. But I'm telling you this, that we got to keep fighting for what is right. And you can't lose sight of the vision as to why you began in the first place. And when vision gets blurry, that's when people begin to drift. Have you ever been in the ocean, playing around in the ocean? You're like, oh, my family's right there. I'm just swimming. I'm like a little dolphin out here in the ocean. And then all of a sudden you look up and where your family was, they're not there any longer. Why? Because you're 200 yards down the beach because you've drifted and not even realized what was taking place. Then you got to walk out and walk all the way back down. That was the weirdest thing. I mean, you were there. You're now you're not there no more. So the Holy Spirit can help you stay the course. I was a youth pastor for seven years prior to coming, prior to coming to Grace, and I remember my daughter was a part of this. Um, we took the junior high and high school kids up to McCall, and we did a, a week long youth camp up there. We would do it every year sometimes a couple of times a year and we had taken the youth up there and 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 i remember i think we we handed i was i'm super creative like i've got this real creative slant and just bend in my life and i handed all of the girls like pink papers pretty creative right and i gave all the boys like blue papers I said this is what we're going to do i know some of you aren't even you don't even like boys at this time you don't even like girls at this time but this is what we're going to do we're going to talk about the day that you find somebody that you 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 like and then you begin to love that person we're going to put a list before the lord the things that are going to be important about that person characteristics and qualities that this person has to have because these are the things these are the standards that you have in life if you're going to spend the rest of your life with somebody they need to have the majority of these things on this list they're not going to be perfect but all these kids and my daughter she begins to fill these things out number one on her list it's got to love jesus and I'm just going to pause there for a second. I ain't got a bunch of time, but it's crazy to me. Some people in this church, they'll come to me and say, Pastor, I think I I think I found the one. I'm like, oh man, I'm so excited for you. I'm like, oh, what's the name? I'll, it doesn't sound familiar. I'm like, what church do they go to? Oh, I don't think they're going oh, hmm. uh. I'm like, do they love Jesus? Uh, hmm. I think so. They're a really good person. And I'm just saying that, that what happens is is there are certain things that aren't on the list, they're not even considered, but yet I can promise you because there's a lot of people that grow up in different religions, they like one another, they're good people, their attraction is, is powerful, there's great passion in the relationship, they like to do a lot of the same things, but they have two different main belief systems And the only time that that shows up is when they start having kids. And now you've got this huge wedge which seemed like a little thing in the first place, but now it's like, listen, we've got kids, and I'm telling you, my kids are gonna be grown up in this church, and they're gonna learn these values, and and she's like, well, I don't care what you think about all that, but my kids are gonna be going to this church, and they're gonna be raised with these values, and it causes problems. But when the Bible says don't be unequally yoked with somebody, there's a reason for that. I'm just saying this that my daughter, she puts all these things down beautiful things, family, blah, 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 all these wonderful things. And guess what? I forgot about it until my daughter's being courted by Bo Stevenson, Pastor Bo, which is a part of our church here. And, and I, thought, I thought that. Um, I didn't. wouldn't even consider that she still had that piece of paper, but she pulls it out, and every single thing that's on that list, like he pretty much nailed them all. See, she had some standards, she had some things that, that were important to her, and so she knew that when it was time that this person, whoever it was going to be, was going to fulfill the majority, if not all of them. Nobody's perfect, right? And I'm sure Bo, because he was raised in the same way, come on, had standards, somebody that he was looking for. And I'm sure that she fulfilled the majority of them. But then guess what? You gotta wrestle with keeping to the commitment because the true thing is all of us are at our best when we're courting somebody else, right? We always have the right thing to say. We always look the best, like we're taking extra time. We're being kind and we're courteous. But I'm telling you, some people, they're dealing with a big matter of bait and switch because what they were sold is not what they are given in life. And so if something is as important for you to be able to put on a piece of paper to have an expectation of who this person is going to be, then you better be all of those things to that person even on their bad days. Right? Even on their ugly days are we all right is everybody all right i'm gonna speed up now okay because i feel like i'm i feel like i'm losing you for a little bit all right the bible we see this let me just give you this real quick when tempted with an impulse purchase maybe what you do is you say listen i'm going to take three days before i make a decision Come on, if you're worried and you're stressed out, instead of coping with that worry and that stress in an unhealthy manner, maybe you learn to take it to the Lord like we're called to do. If somebody disrespects you, right? I, I'm not even gonna share this with you, but I scared my wife the other day. I lost my head. My, my mind was in a, you in a, just in a, I just wasn't, I wasn't thinking about the Lord. A situation happened on the freeway and I was ready to, to get this guy off of the road, your pastor at his finest, and, and beat the tar out of him. And my wife is like, what are you doing? What is, who are you? And I'm like, I just, and so before you end up sending somebody to hell, why don't you pray for them into heaven, <laughs> right? Right, be honest. Yeah, maybe you don't deal with that, but I can promise you before you judge me, you deal with your own stuff, right? Uh, you, you got your issues. I've got, I've got mine, but I repented and everything is fine. And I promise you, if I seen that guy, I'd be careful because I wouldn't want to get hit, but I would go give him a hug. And I would say, Hey, listen, I apologize about all that, but I lost my cookies is what I did. All right. So what do you value is integrity important to you generosity faithfulness work ethic because the things that you want to be remembered by are the very things that you need to protect in your decision-making process right you've got to protect those things you've got to you got to live your life in a way that that if those things are valuable to you that Because once again, what do you wanna be remembered by? With clear values, your decisions are gonna be easier. See, decisions determine direction, direction determines your destiny. See, if I was gonna wanna get out here right after church and I'm like, listen, I wanna go back to my own stomping grounds and go back to Oregon, then it would be foolish of me to leave this parking lot and begin to head east instead of west. If I wanna go to Oregon, I'm never gonna get there heading east. And so your decisions determine your direction. Your direction determines your destiny. And many of us, we know where we want to end up, but we don't connect our decisions today with that destiny. We just kind of let life happen however it is. And I'm telling you, I'm speaking to somebody right now. You need to make decisions because decisions determine your your direction. and, And direction is what's going to get you where you want to go. All right? So do you like the direction that your decisions are taking you right now? Let me just ask you, do you like where you're at right now? Do you like the direction by which you're headed right now? Because if you're not, take your life back. Literally, take your life back. Your life is not in anybody else's hands except for the Lord's. And God has given you the ability Come on, take, take control of where your life is going. And if you don't like where it is, take your life, ba- your life back and start making some different decisions. You do not, uh, listen, I'm giving you permission. If you don't like where you are right now, I give you permission, you don't have to stay there. All you have to do is make different decisions to the, to the ones that, that, that have actually got you to where you are that you don't like. So just, I give you permission. Make different choices. Make different decisions that's going to support you going the direction that you always wanted to go, but you've not. So I'm, I need you to be honest with yourself. I'm gonna be vulnerable. I'm gonna challenge you. Don't use this against me because I'm being honest about myself. I'm, I'm asking you, instead of you saying, oh yeah, i see you pastor. I could have told you that a long time ago. Instead of doing that, what I'm gonna ask you to do is I'm gonna ask you to be introspect, look at yourself, look internally, and figure out what is wrong, what is lacking, what is needing in your own life. So let me tell you some great qualities about your pastor. Number one, I can be inconsistent. I wanna be consistent. I wanna be on point all the time, but I'm not. I wish I was. Now listen, I can just buy into that that's just the way I was created and the way I'm going to be or I can can recognize those vulnerabilities and I can can guard myself about inconsistencies in the future by preparing, by predetermining what I'm going to do when certain things that are gonna happen again because they continue to happen in the past. My inconsistencies show up in some places, but the most place, the greatest place that it shows up is in my weight going up and my weight coming down. I'm an emotional person, I'm a passionate person, but I also deal with a lot of people's problems. My phone usually doesn't ring just to hear, hey brother, how you doing today? I hope you're having a wonderful day my phone usually rings when there's a problem hey pastor can you come over mom just died hey pastor can you come over we need to pray i haven't been able to find my niece she's been gone for three weeks hey pastor can you come over i just got diagnosed with cancer hey pastor can you come over my wife's just left me i don't know what happened it just kind of came out of left field that never happens But usually when my phone rings, there's a problem attached to it on the other side. And I might be strong in the moment, say, listen, man, we're gonna get through this, we're gonna trust God, we're gonna pray, we're gonna do these things, but I go home and I, and I, I take these things on, probably more than what is healthy. And certainly it drives me to pray and things like that, but, but it affects me and next thing you know, I'm emotional and I'm in my face because food makes me happy. It makes me just feel so happy and and comforting. So I'm inconsistent. I'm also short-sighted, short-sighted. I have the ability to walk into a situation, if there's something wrong with the situation, I have the ability to quickly make a decision and fix it, short-term. But I don't consider, like it's not a strength, for me to look at how that decision, while it might fix it short term, is going to affect the, the, the whole picture long term. And this is why the Lord has given me a beautiful wife by the name of Tina. She lives in the long term. I live in the short term. She lives in the long term. And we make an amazing, amazing couple. She's like, have you thought about this? No. Well, have you thought about this? No. Well, what are you going to do in this happens? I don't know. I just start second guessing my short term decision that I was so sold on. And, and, um, any anyway, it just, it just absolutely works. And so thank God he gives us people that are different than us. But what a fool would do is to say, well, this is how God's made me. And, and I'm just, I can't change. It's just how I'm, this is how I'm geared. How about this? Recognize the vulnerability Begin to predetermine how you're going to act whenever that thing shows up again. Come on, so that you can see this is the problem. Listen, the problem happens when something out of left field presents itself that we're not ready for and then we make a bad decision. Let me just tell you real quick if you're not married you're probably going to get married you should probably start predetermining what that looks like. If you don't have kids you're probably going to have some kids you should probably predetermine what that's going to look like. If you live long enough you're going to start losing people that you love meaning they're going to die on you. You should probably consider what that's going to look like you're probably going to get fired from a job. You may go through a divorce, right? You may have somebody steal, lie, or cheat on you. So if you know that these are things that happen in this life, Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. If you know that these things are going to happen, how about predetermining that listen, when this happens, this is how I'm going to respond as to not make a bad decision on top of a bad decision on top of a bad decision on top of a bad decision. And goodness to sakes, man. Listen to some people that God has given you in this life to help you to make good decisions as well. Not every good choice is going to come from you. It might come from somebody that loves you, that has proven that they love you, and said, listen, I'm willing to walk with you no matter what it takes. So... Next few weeks, we're going to talk about vulnerabilities that other people have. I shared some of mine with you. We're going to equip you to predetermine how you're going to deal with those. And in closing, I just want you to know this, that you are who God says you are. You're not a culmination of the mistakes that you've made in the past. I want you to really know that you are not... You are not your past mistakes. And some of you like really have taken on that as your identity. I'm I'm an alcoholic or I'm a liar or a cheat or I'm unfaithful or whatever it is. And I'm just saying this: that you are, you are who God has created you to be. Like I'm more interested in who you're becoming in the Lord than who you've been without Him. And guess what? You're also going to make some poor decisions and some bad mistakes as you walk with God, as you love God, and you want to please him. The Apostle Paul said, why do I do the things that I know I shouldn't do and don't do the things that I know I should? And that can be hard. But I'm telling you what, that God doesn't give up on you and neither will we. The last thing is, is I want you to know this, that you're not saved by the quality of your decisions. The Bible says that we're saved by grace, through faith, not of works. It's not out of what you do. You're saved by grace through faith, not of works, because if it was out of works, then what that would produce is a lot of boastful, a lot of proud people like, look at me, look what I've done. I've helped save, I've helped Jesus to save me. And the truth is, is is I want you to realize this, that Jesus predetermines some things so Jesus is the fullness of God He's fully God and he's fully man. So he's the fullness of God manifest in the flesh So how many of you know that before Jesus ever came? I also want you to know this because a lot of people don't know this Everything that's been created this world and everything else the Bible is so clear that it was created by Jesus. And so Jesus wasn't this created being that just kind of showed up, you know what I mean, as a baby, he was before, but he, he was the fullness of God. He took on this flesh suit. He became a man. He was tempted and tried in all ways. But before he was even born as a man, he was determined that he would come and lay down his life. So he came to die. He came to reconcile us to the Father, to give his life on a cross, that anybody that would believe in him would not perish, but they would have everlasting life. Are you with me? So he came with that in mind. He knew that it wasn't a surprise to him. All things that could be known are known by him. And so, but there's this moment in the garden of Gethsemane, right before he's crucified on a cross, that Jesus, he knew why he came, but he's having this conversation with the father so he literally laid down his godhood to take on the sins of all mankind as a man the bible says that he was tempted and tried in all ways possible just like you were tempted and tried in he's been tempted in areas that you've never been tempted in because he's been tempted in all ways but yet the bible says that he did not sin So here he is, he's in the garden, and he knows what's ahead of him, and he's literally almost pleading with the Father, saying, listen, I don't want to go to the cross. I don't want to be beaten. I don't want to bleed out. I don't want to go through this pain and this, this horrendous weight of carrying all of these sins. And so his humanity is showing that he's not interested in doing that. He's not looking forward to it. It was not easy for him, but yet there's this turning point where he says but nonetheless father i know why i've come and even though my will is to take this cup of suffering from me not my will but yours be done and so he turned and he and he did he did what he said he was not going to do he predecided what he was going to do and then he had to stick to the decision that he had made when times got tough right Daniel, whenever he was, when he was taken, come on into captivity and, and, and he had decided, he had pre-decided that he was not going to defile his body or defile God by eating things that were not proper for them to eat and drinking things that were not proper for them to drink. And they wanted, the king wanted him to sit at the table and eat the king's meat and drink the the wine and all of the other stuff that was offered, come on to false gods. But Daniel predetermined, he didn't get to the table is what I'm saying. He didn't wait till he got the table to the table when they're serving it all up to make the decision. He had the conversation, I will not do that didn't even make it to the table so what I'm saying is this today it's time for us to predetermine some things amen I want to share this last scripture John chapter 15 and verse 16 Jesus said this you've not chosen me but I've chosen you and I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain not be seasonal fruit like my weight where it's good bad good bad good bad that it'll be good fruit and it will remain that whatsoever you shall ask of the father in my name he may give it to you i want to encourage you to commit your life to the to the lord and he will establish come on your plans and your steps amen your decisions are going to lead to your destiny and you're not going to make all the right decisions all the time But the idea is don't make any catastrophic decisions that you're not going to be able to rebound from. God is a good God. Amen. He loves you. His mercy and grace is new every single day. I'm so grateful for that. But I just wonder real quick, is there anybody here? We're closing the service right now. Is there anybody here you need to receive forgiveness of Jesus in your life? Amen. Right here. This whole row right here. Thank you. I see you here. All over the place. The Bible says, oh, I see you over here. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Amen. He forgives us of our sins, never to be brought up against us again. Maybe you're here and you've never done that. We wanna pray for you. But also I believe that maybe there's some here that you belong to the Lord, you're saved, but you've just put other things as a priority in front of Jesus. And you wanna make a commitment today that it's Jesus first, it's the God first life. Is there anybody here that wanna do that? Awesome, all over, I see you. Anybody else over here? I see you right back here, all over right here. Anybody up top? Awesome, thank you guys. And online, I want you to know this too. Let's stand to our feet and we're gonna close the service out in prayer. Thanks for sticking around just a little bit longer. Let's pray, Lord, we thank you for today and I want you to make this prayer your own personal prayer. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for your word that has spoken to me this day. Lord, I realize that my decisions, they matter. And I cannot go through this life being indecisive. I have to participate. But Lord, I've made so many bad decisions in my past. And that's so hurtful to me. And it's hurtful to the ones that I love. I'm asking you, Lord, to help me with my decisions going forward. Help me, Lord, to live a life that is pleasing to you. And Lord, I just ask you right now to forgive me of my sins. I realize, Lord, that I am, my identity doesn't rest in my past mistakes. My identity rests in who you say I am. And so, Lord, right now, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. And Lord, I commit that I will be teachable for the rest of my life. Come on, to learn about you, To learn how to follow you. To learn how to walk with you. And I know I'm going to get it wrong. But Lord, I pray that you help me in this decision that I've made today. A decision to follow you is the most incredible decision that anybody can ever make. And I make that to you right now. For those that have just kind of prioritized other things instead of the Lord, we just ask also for forgiveness. And Lord, I'm putting you on the king's chair of my life. Everything I do, Lord, I want to be yielded to you. I know that my life is gonna be richer and fuller and I'll be less likely to make some of the poor decisions that I've made in the past and repeat those in the future. Help me, Lord. Your word says that you'll direct our steps. You'll give us wisdom beyond our experience. Fill me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. I pray these things today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.
0: That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch.